1: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
0: It's time to play like a Jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a Jet. What does that mean? Here they come on third and five. Wilson, boy, somehow escapes. He's going to run for it. Plenty of green grass. Wilson stays in bounds. He's still going. And he's in. Touchdown, Zach Wilson pulling a magic trick. Down the middle. He's got it four the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown, Two is buried, that was Sauce Gardner coming in hot, Aaron Wilson, here he goes, goodbye and ho, end zone. and Dyke swarmed, swallowed and sacked, guess who, you only got one guess, Jermaine Johnson, here's Brace Hall, looking for history. Listen,
1: thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at Play Like a Jet One. And there is no training camp, so we break down film on this off day of the Jets' recent acquisition linebacker Quan Alexander with the Thunder from Down Under, Mr. Luke Grant. Luke, what's up, brother?
2: No, not too much. Looking forward to talking about the people's. Uh, most wanted acquisition all off season. It feels like the last two or three months, every man and his dog has wanted Quan Alexander. They've been lobbying for him. We've got him, uh, and uh, let's let's break down his film a little bit and what he can offer to the Jets in two thousand and twenty two.
1: I can confirm that every man and his dog were indeed lobbying for Quan Alexander because I spoke with George Fant's dog, who was spotted at practice a couple of weeks ago, and he assured me that he was very much on board with the Quan Alexander signing.
2: Yeah, I thought so. It, it just makes sense. Has to. Has to. I mean, they call him K-9. It makes sense.
1: It all ties together, Luke, which is why it's fun to be able to do a film breakdown of K-9, Quan Alexander. You did a great one over on the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. And I want to start with his pass coverage. And before we get to how he covers running backs, I want to talk about tight ends and wide receivers. Now, I don't think he's going to be covering wide receivers a ton, but he can do it. And we're going to get to that in a second. But first, covering tight ends. There's quite a few examples. You put some clips on the video you made over at youtube.com slash play like a jet of Quan Alexander going up against the now retired Rob Gronkowski. So talk to me a little bit about that. What does he bring to the pass defense in terms of neutralizing tight ends?
2: Yeah, you can go against an offense, which is running a lot of vertical routes and then leaving you and your linebacker one-on-one against the tight end in a whole lot of space. And you can have trust in Quan Alexander. There were a number of reps, obviously, playing in the same division as Rob Gronkowski. The one that stood out to me, uh, a big third down. Gronk comes from the right-hand side of the formation. He tries to run a whip route, so that's when you're running a drag and then you chuck your foot in the ground and you go back the other way. He faked the whip route but didn't actually fool um, Quan Alexander. He was extremely patient. He kept square hips and he knew that he had more athleticism than Gronk. So he trusted his speed. He trusted what he saw and then did a great job to get his lead arm in and force the pass breakup. So that was one example. You saw a couple against Kyle Pitts as well. The uh, NFC North has quite good tight end play and that's going to serve him very well coming into the AFC East. Obviously, New England have a pair of very good uh, tight ends in Hunter Henry and John o. Smith. You have Mike desecchi There's a whole range of guys, even Dawson Knox over in Buffalo. So his ability to win in man coverage because he's just simply a better athlete, he's also fairly long. He's got nice arm length. And I think that that really serves him well. So I was impressed uh, on the whole in how he went against tight ends. Uh, Even if it's in zone coverage, his ability to diagnose when these crossing routes are coming into his area. I thought that really stood out. But yeah, I thought if you isolate him one-on-one in space over the middle of the field, Quan Alexander against a tight end is going to win that matchup more times than he's not
1: which is huge for the Jets' defense because they really haven't had anybody that could neutralize tight ends like that in a long time. And so if Quan Alexander can stay healthy and take out guys like Jonu Smith and Mike Gusecki and Hunter Henry and Dawson Knox, who he's going to have to face multiple times this year, that would be something that could really help the Jets' defense succeed against their division rivals.
2: Yeah, like there were times when you look at uh, Quincy Williams and he held up in pass coverage, but you just never felt comfortable. His head was late back to the quarterback. And sometimes it felt like the ball hit him rather than he made a play on the football. And I think his underlying stats were quite good, but I just never had that confidence. And I think automatically, if you want to go into a two linebacker nickel or dime package Quan Alexander is the guy next to CJ Mosley. I think it makes the most sense very easily, and he's going to be the best matchup if you want to go one-on-one against these more mobile stretch move tight ends, especially talking about Jasicki and Hunter Henry, because that's kind of their game. So I think he's automatically a great matchup, and he does level up that defense against tight ends. Has been an issue. We kind of got away with it in patches last year, unlike running backs, which we couldn't stop in the passing game. But I think he's going to be very, very solid against the tight ends in the AFC East. Anatomy of an ad.
3: Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect.
0: Define an opportunity.
3: Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now.
0: Identify a problem.
3: Creating an audio ad is time-consuming.
0: Offer a solution.
3: Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.
0: Play like a jet. Play like a jet.
1: Luke, it's not that big of a surprise when you say that a linebacker is good at guarding tight ends. There are linebackers across the league that can do that, but there are very few of them that can go step-for-step with wide receivers Quan Alexander did that with some wide receivers last year, including Russell Gage, who's not some scrub. He was personally recruited to Tampa by Tom Brady, who said that he believes that he could be one of the key pieces to another Super Bowl run by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So he got very high praise from Tom Brady, and he was more or less shut down by Quan Alexander during the times that they went up against each other last year, which I thought was remarkably impressive for a linebacker.
2: Yeah, there was one rep, Scott, which just jumped off the screen watching it. So he and Demario Davis, talking about Quan Alexander, are in this double A-gap blitz. They're both mugging the A-gap at the line of scrimmage on either side of the center, and they're showing pressure on a big third down. Late in the game, you've got to try and get off the field. Tampa Bay, uh, sorry, not Tampa Bay, Atlanta had a bunch uh, formation to the right-hand side. They're trying to sell that it's kind of this cover three shoulder playing deep zone. They bail out of it. They bring pressure from the outside and it's man coverage. So not only is Quan Alexander playing man coverage against Russell Gage, a very good wide receiver in his own right, he has to bail from the A-gap. He's not standing head over the receiver. He has to bail in space to pick up his man. And then what was really impressive, it's not just the speed and athleticism. We know that's part of Quan Alexander's game. It was the instincts and the ability to play the ball in the air. So when you're running back from the A-gap and you've got a wide receiver, they often bend around you. They get over the top and they'll come out the other side and the the quarterback can layer that ball on your outside shoulder. Quan did a fantastic job bending with the route and with the throw. He understood that Russell Gage was running this deep crosser. So as a result, he didn't run straight back towards the goalpost. He started to bend with the route. He premeditated the spot and got himself at the point of the catch in the perfect position. Russell Gage had nowhere to go. Matt Ryan had no window. It was Quan Alexander picks off the football or it was going to be an incompletion in fourth down. That was a play that just jumped out to me because number one, there aren't many guys who can run with a wide receiver of Russell Gage's ilk and he's still a very good wide receiver three in his own right. But it's also just the ability to have that understanding wherewithal and that cognical understanding that I need to bend this. Uh, pass coverage to beat him to the spot. Because if I just run from point A to point B, I'm going to lose. They're going to throw it over the top of my head and it's going to be a touchdown. So that was a really impressive route. And look, there aren't going to be many examples like that where you're going to be one-on-one against a receiver. But there are times when Ulbricht and also uh, Sulla like to get creative. And we saw actually against the Falcons that in one instance, uh, John Franklin Myers was one-on-one against Kyle Pitts and it led to a touchdown. Some funky things happen when you bring creative pressures, especially in the red zone. Having guys who have that athleticism to cover up the holes and to allow you to do even more creative things is a big plus. And that's one of the big bonuses of having Quan Alexander.
1: Luke, we talked before about Quan Alexander being able to cover tight ends, which is something the Jets haven't really had much success doing over the last couple of years. They've also not had very much success covering running backs. And that's something that Quan Alexander does very well, too. Talk to me a little bit about how Quan Alexander is able to bottle up these running backs, even going step for step with them on something like a wheel route, because that is something the Jets have failed miserably at over the last couple of years. So if he can come in here and help with that, that would help lift the defense quite a bit because it would take a lot of the pressure off as far as Ulbrich having to figure out creative ways to scheme to stop those things if he can just use Alexander as his main weapon there.
2: If you think the Jets were bad against tight ends, just wait till you see how bad they were against running backs. You're right, Scott. They were horrible at preventing any kind of running back in space, in passing situations, even if it was third and 20. It felt like a 50-50 proposition that running back was going to pick up the first down. That's how bad it was. There are two aspects that I thought Quan Alexander was good in pass coverage against running backs. The first is against these running back specific routes in just pure man-to-man. I'm going to use two examples in the video from the Tennessee Titans game from last year. The wheel route was first. So again, it's one of these running back routes, like a Texas route, a wheel that are specific to the position. Did a really nice job keeping his eyes back to the quarterback. And then at the catch point, he didn't turn his head a second time. He saw the running back go up with his hands and he played through the hands of the the running back gets the pass breakup and forces them to kick a field goal on fourth down. That was an extremely nice play. He might've lost separation at touch uh, the first time he turned his head, not quite keeping up, but his ability to recover again with that speed and athleticism and then play through the football and not turn his head and got caught, get caught looking in the backfield was really impressive. The other aspect, I guess, of covering running backs in pass protection, sorry, in pass coverage uh, that I think the Jets have really struggled in is the angles you take to the football and the ability to wade through traffic. There was an example, same game against the Titans, third and four, where the running back was coming out of this kind of dual running back to running back set. And he's coming from the weak side of the formation all the way across. So quan has got to follow him in man coverage. It is straight man coverage, third and four. There's a good seven or eight yards separation from either side of the line of scrimmage and he has to avoid a pick route from the tight end coming across to try and pick him off. He then gets the ball, does the running back in space. You think, oh, he's going to get a first down. Quan takes an incredible angle to the football, chops him down, does get a little bit of help from the corner on the outside, but in the end drags him down a yard short of the fourth down, the first down marker and causes that fourth down. Again, it's that cerebral instinct through traffic to wade through, to see the pick, to, to almost have that bird's eye view of the field And then when you get him one-on-one in open space, you feel really good about that matchup. So they're kind of the two aspects, I think, of pass coverage against running backs that I liked from Quan Alexander. And that's where I think you're going to get the biggest uptick. Yes, the Jets face a good slate of tight ends, but they could face the most mediocre of running backs and you just felt bad about the matchup. I feel much more confident if Quan can stay healthy and be that guy to help contain these running backs in the backfield.
1: Luke, you just sit on something very important because we can talk about being able to go step for step with a running back, being able to guard him on a route, but what's often the most important thing when you're going up against a running back is keeping him in front of you because if you can stop him in the backfield or even for a minimal gain on a pass play and not allow him to get out into open space, that's really a significant portion of what you're looking to do, and Quan Alexander did that very, very well.
2: So many of these defenses now are playing uh, looks like cover two. The Colts did it really well a couple of years ago. And the primary goal of that defense is keeping people in front of them. And as a linebacker, that's a crucial way to contain running backs out of the backfield on these um, routes and and some of these option routes, Texas routes that you kind of have seen become more prevalent in the NFL. And what he does well is, yes, he's quick from point A to point B, and he's got excellent uh, explosiveness and athleticism. But he does slow down his feet and base well before contact, which means that he's not taking sloppy angles once he gets there. He isn't moving too quickly or out of control. And if you don't miss that first initial tackle, you have a great opportunity to be successful as a defense. There were only a few times on tape that I saw Quan Alexander actually leave his feet. What I mean by that is kind of get caught by a change of direction and had to dive. But still, even in those situations, he did a great job sticking that arm tackle outside of his frame and bringing the running back tight end wide receiver to the ground. So I think it's always a good sign when they look balanced at the point of contact coming out of the backfield and when they don't have to leave their feet. And yeah, I think Quan did a great job keeping the majority of whether they be routes or runs or whatever it is, he kept them in front of him and did a nice job of that.
1: When it comes to defending running backs, there's through the air, and then of course there's when they're carrying the ball. And Quan Alexander actually played the run very well. Now he's known more for his pass coverage, but against wide zone schemes, which is what they're going to go up against a lot, he had quite a bit of success. So talk a little bit about Quan Alexander, the run defender.
2: Yeah, I think that's the perfect way to explain his 2021 season and the success he had in the running game was... When teams were running outside zone, wide zone type packages like the Jets run, the 49ers, the Rams, even the rumors the Patriots will be moving more to that system. He was pretty phenomenal. And it was for two specific reasons. Number one, yes, it is the athleticism. Yes, it is the speed. But it's also the instincts and cerebral nature of his game and how good he is between the ears in that mental aspect. There was a play uh, against the Carolina Panthers where you could tell he did a fantastic job diagnosing the play. He saw that the right guard was double-teaming the, the three-tech and then getting to him and being that guy to leak out to the, the second level and block Quan Alexander. He identifies it early. He ducks to the inside. He avoids the block. That's half the job. The risk of that, though, is that you've left your lane and that you've put your defense in a poor position and there isn't that gap integrity, something we saw a ton from the Jets last year. What he does very well is the second phase of that play. So yes, he's beaten his block. He doesn't have someone on his chest at the second level. Then he reads his own defensive lineman. He sees that he has his head to the outside of the center. So what does that mean? That means the running back is gonna read that from outside in like you do in the wide zone system. And he's gonna see, okay, the defender's helmets on the outside, I have to hit a cutback lane. So what does Quan do? He doesn't then race back to his original lane. He stays on the outside. He reads the block out and he sniffs out the running back and makes a tackle for loss. That is a great example of the speed and the instincts, both just taking over and blowing up a running play. Going back to the Tennessee games, there was another example running to the other side of the formation. It's in the video too, where Mm You can just literally see him beat the left guard from point A to point B because of instincts, understanding, and recognizing what's coming in this outside zone look. So it was very impressive. And I thought that was definitely the aspect that he was best in. Don't get me wrong. There are flaws to Quan's game. He's not going to be able to take on guards pulling in space if they get onto his chest and in that kind of head-to-head helmet battle in the trench warfare but he's very good in open space and he's very good at keeping his chest clean. And that's where he was successful. The other thing another way that you can utilize Quan in the running game is through run blitzes. And sometimes if you just don't think you quite have the horses or teams are coming predict are becoming predictable, you can say to your linebacker, regardless of reads, keys, anything like that, you're going to shoot. You're going to hit that A gap on the right side or however they're trying to attack the running scheme. And again, very successful against outside zone type looks because you get players kind of heading diagonally. They're taking angles. And if he can beat you from point A to point B because of his speed, because of his explosiveness, that's going to be a great way to try and contain and throw off the running game. So they're the areas that I think he's best at. Yes, he's going to be most impactful for the Jets in pass coverage. And that probably matches up well to A, the Jets needs and B, the way that football has been heading for the last three or four years but I do think he can hold up and it's that athleticism and instinctual ability he has against outside zone and that flow fluidity in space that I think really stands out to me.
1: Quan Alexander's not exactly known for his pass rushing skill, but he is a very explosive player with excellent athleticism. So he can come in and blitz and affect the quarterback. There was a play against Tom Brady last year that was very important in a game against the New Orleans Saints, the team that Quan Alexander played for last year. Talk a little bit about what Quan Alexander could bring to the table for this team as a pass rusher.
2: Yeah, it's something that I think the Jets did more last year than I anticipated, bringing guys like. Quincy Williams, even C.J. Mosley on blitzes, utilizing them in some exotic looks. You didn't see as many four-down straight defensive line rushes from Robert Sala, probably because he didn't feel like he had the horses. I think Quan actually benefited from playing with Demario Davis last year. D.D. is a guy who we saw with the Jets in his second stint, also his you know All-Pro career with the Saints is very good on these delayed blitzes. So he's not going to beat you one-on-one as a pass rusher, but what allows a linebacker to be successful, especially in those kind of situations, uh, instincts and timing. So it's not trying to literally get into the backfield as quickly as you can talking about this sack of Tom Brady. Quan does a great job selling to the left guard that he's actually a spy. And you look, you don't traditionally spy Tom Brady, but they're rushing three late in the game. You're trying to seal it. So they're not going to bring the house. He's just kind of there as a Rover and he's going to pick up any scraps and, and anything that needs to happen instead As soon as the left guard sees Marcus Davenport crash to the inside and realizes that his tackle is going to need help on the outside, that's the moment that you see Quan Alexander turn on the Jets and decide that he needs to go. He needs to accelerate, and he just blows through that A-gap. It's over. He goes in between the center and the guard, and he sacks Tom Brady, who obviously doesn't have the mobility to escape. That's kind of the aspect that I I watched and saw. That's what you get playing with DD, because Davis is very, very good in those kind of situations and rushing the passer with delayed blitzes and some of these exotic looks. It isn't always getting there as quickly as you can. It's about nuance, it's about timing, and it's about reading the blockers in front of you. So that was a cool example of it. There weren't too many. I think he had two sacks or a sack and a half last year. But there were one or two where I went, yeah, that could be utilized in certain situations. We saw it with Quincy last year, and I think Juan can definitely fill that role too.
1: Luke, talk a little bit about what Quan Alexander could bring to this defense in terms of the fit he'll be in the scheme and some of the strengths and weaknesses that he has that you're especially excited or nervous about. This is a player that, as you said, brings a lot to the table, but he's not perfect. So give us a little bit of an overview in that regard.
2: Yeah, I think the things that stand out to me are what Sala and Ulbricht did last year. So I was hoping for more at two high shells, so cover two, cover four. Maybe you could have seen him kind of being that Tampa two defender. That's ultimately not really what they did. You saw a lot more of the single high cover three, cover one man looks. On third down specifically, the Jets were very predictable last year. They ran man coverage a ton. And look, I say it a lot. You have to understand and I have to understand that, yes, most teams on big money downs will go to some form of cover one, cover one hole, something like that. So I understand that it's, you know, not just the Jets and Robert Sala but they did not have the the Jimmies and Joe's to execute those X's and O's that they kept calling. Quan Alexander is going to help on man coverage on third down, whether it be against running backs or tight ends. Straight away, he is the best at defending those two positions in man coverage. That's going to fit perfectly in the Jets' scheme and what they want to do on third down. Over the middle of the field, um, if they're in these cover three shells playing, probably going to be the weak side line back more. If the Jets want to play a lot of... Um, nickel defense to get Michael Carter, the second on the field. I just think he fits very well in that zone coverage over the middle. He's got the speed. He's fairly good at identifying when people leave and enter his zone. So I think that's pretty exciting. And then in the running game, his job is to be an eraser. There are certain systems which are all about gap integrity. And this is my gap. Quinn and Williams can't, you know, shoot the gap and try and get in the backfield. His job is to two gap, to stand up the, the guard, and then read and react based off what he sees in the backfield. That's not how Sala does it. They're going to pin their ears back and they're going to go no matter what, if it's a passing or rushing situation, try and cause displacement, mayhem, and then ask your linebackers to clean it up behind them. Hopefully, Quan's speed and athleticism, sideline to sideline, will also help. He's not like a guy, uh, sorry to give people flashbacks, like Darren Lee, who struggled to keep himself clean, struggled to avoid contact. He's very good in that regard, so hopefully... If the Jets can get the penetration they did last year, they can have a little bit more discipline and Quan's athleticism can kind of mask some of the stuff going on in front of him.
1: Luke Grant, the Thunder from Down Under. Thanks so much for coming on and breaking down the film on the Jets' newest linebacker, Quan Alexander, with me. Really appreciate it. For those that haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel yet, it's youtube.com slash playlikeajet. You get a lot of all 22 breakdowns courtesy of Luke. We've got some fantastic stuff all over the channel. So Luke, talk a little bit about what people can find on our channel and also what they can find when they go to visit our store over at tpublic.com. That's teepublic.com.
2: Yeah, the T Public Store's got a ton of Zach Wilson uh, designs and merchandise, which is really cool. Um, my partner Alex helped with some of the de- designs there. But um, the Zach the Ripper shirt, which is a really cool concept. You've got the Zach Wilson says go long range, um, which obviously is, is talking about his throw against Tennessee and him pointing Corey Davis downfield. There's JFM and Quinn and Williams merch. There's Play Like a Jet logo merch extremely versatile i say this all the time you can not just get t-shirts you can turn it into stickers phone cases put it on hats whatever you want to do so i'd highly recommend going over to t public and checking that out and then over on the youtube look this is when we really start to get cooking this week there's been a video up on Dwayne brown the pros and cons of his game and then having to slide george Van over to right tackle obviously the quan alexander video that we prefaced today in the podcast Um, There's also been reviews on all of the Jets' rookies and their year one season and projecting them into 2022. There's going to be so many things happening, so much content. So make sure you like and subscribe and head over there.
1: Subscribe to our YouTube channel and visit our store over at tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. Visit our website, playlikeajet.com, and be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you could go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcasts and content you know where to go that's play like a jet digital and play
3: anatomy of an ad subconsciously trigger emotions through music perfect